Today I have some uh, marvellous filmmakers with a truly marvellous inspirational film on the show today. A time for every purpose. A time for every purpose tells the story of drifting souls seeking answers. Their intertwined journey explores faith, forgiveness, trauma and resilience. Looking for light in the darkness, God's love guides them. A pastor deals with his waning influence over his congregation. A teenager in an incident, a single mother, having already won the battle against addiction, finds herself in the fire again when a former abuser resurfaces and a war veteran's hellish PTSD becomes a load. He can no longer bear alone. It's a story of forgiveness, trauma and resilience and reminds the audience's life's trials are never fought alone. And God's grace hopefully shines on us all. I have the wonderful teaming of the director, Lance Smith, and the gentleman known as Q, Quentin Macari. Gentlemen, welcome to Cinema Union. Hey, thank you. Wow. Yes, thank you very much. That was a very warm introduction. Thank you very much, guys. And, of course, uh, for our listeners, um, for more information about this film, get over to www.atimeforeverypurpose.com film.com to check out for more information because gentlemen this marvelous film is coming out really soon it's october 17th i believe yeah uh, yep. north america all that sort of thing yeah yep. north yep. yeah it's releasing in north america yep mm-hmm. so yeah so we're we're uh <clears throat> we're hot on the heels of this coming out of course in other areas it will pop probably be later on possibly next year i'm guessing so uh, yes, let's start with with uh with the story behind the story tell us your story gentlemen <laughs> how, how we got to uh a time for every purpose this is all q right now man q this is okay. your baby <laughs> so a time for every purpose um is based on a short film that i actually wrote in uh, film school back in 2006. It was my first week there and we were uh, in script writing class and he said, hey, write an idea. So I just, just looked down and, and literally typed it out in like two hours, very rough and raw. Um, and then nearly uh, 10 years later, Lance and I started really working together and kicking back the idea of, of working on that and a few other projects. And then COVID happened and we were going to shoot it as a short and then decided, Hey, let's turn it into a feature. Um, and so we, we turn it into a feature and the rest is kind of history. <laughs> He's now for everyone to see. Lance, yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, it's funny, Kent, the whole thing. I mean, just the process of making the film, uh, you know, in pre-production, production, post-production, everything leading up to it. It's called a time for every purpose. And so much about the film, so much in the film is about, you know, we, we, we speak often another tagline of ours is God's grace is in his timing and everything just sort of fell together just right with this. And I was at a time and place in my career. This is my first feature as a director. I just begun directing. I'd done some commercials with Q, uh, with other people. So i done a, a uh, comedy pilot little things but when he said hey you know we're doing a feature with this let's let's go with it you know we we put our heads together and 
you know, we looked at the original draft of when it became a feature and I said, okay, well, we, you know, if we can make these changes and let's beef it up here. And it was just this constantly evolving process to where now looking back on it, it almost feels like, like I had nothing to do with it because it just, it almost feels like it made itself. And it's not that it was easy because it was far from easy, but everything just fit into place just so it was like the story, the universe needed to tell this story. So when Q came to me and said, Hey, I, I want you to direct, I I had a little bit of hesitation because I, oh my god I, can I take on a feature as a director but I thought yeah yeah if you if you'll trust me and 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 my you know my uh, my creative uh, angles here and there and if you'll allow me these moves and these changes and we can work together we can we can make it happen and I just I'm so elated it's the greatest thing I've ever been a part of uh, especially from a team standpoint uh, to watch it be given birth you know to, to sort of be born into the universe uh, and to be a vessel for it is amazing and i don't even mean that in a religious sense i mean that in a just a universal thing yeah. it was magic as a, as a uh, as a as a grand uh, correlation or catharsis even yes <laughs> yes absolutely um you know that we took so originally, so like you said, it was a short film. It was a short film set in one room, set around mainly one of our lead characters, Paul and the pastor coming together and finding, working through his crisis through with faith. But we, through Nat Bremer, the uh, co the co-writer, the original writer of the screenplay, who took it from Q's short story huh. to create a, 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 a feature he he created such great bones, but when I got there, I was like, "Hold on, there's more connectivity here. How much, how much can we connect all these pieces? And then, what in our own personal lives can we pour in that we can work through, as you say, cathartically? Because there's so much of my stuff in there. I know there's Q stuff in there. This is his baby, and uh, he yeah, he allowed us to just." Just sort of, I, I don't know any other way to say it, but creatively wallow in it and um, and exercise so much of, you know, my my own personal take on on either faith or religion and what guides us. And man, it was something. It was just wild to be a part of as a team. But yeah, in the end, I look back on it, and it was a cathartic endeavor. Mm. <laughs> it's interesting you say that. I mean, because <clears throat> now in hindsight, having uh having the movie still fresh in my mind, I think there's a very interesting version of that, like 12 Angry Men almost, like with all those characters in one, I don't know, Bible study class and and it all eventually degenerates into that final scene, which I'm not going to spoil because I want people to watch the movie, uh, involving, you know, the, 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 the guy's uh, grandson, the pastor's mm -hmm. grandson, uh, you know that I'm not. I'm not saying you should go back and maybe rethink this, but um, I think there's an interesting version of of the film that's like that, like the whole one room, and then it eventually emotionally just explodes, um, with uh, with a lot of emotional fireworks as it does. Uh, current, of course. Yeah. That's not to say that the the film that you have created from that concept, as I as I understand it is not equally as impactful. In fact, I think it uh, now seeing the way that uh, you have constructed it out of that, I can see why you went that way. And it is, 
uh, more impactful and certainly adds a lot of weight to each character's predicament showing the other side of it instead of just the side where these characters are united in the one in the one scene as they eventually come out to be yes but how how do you uh how do you feel in the sort of the current climate of cinema how do you think a story like this uh, is going to is going to play to the uh the great masses as they were. Q, what do you say? Well, I hope that I hope that everybody can find themselves in one of the characters. Um, you know, everybody kind of goes through like hurts and hangups and just really like, I hope somebody can connect, you know, with that um, and not necessarily get, you know, put off because there is got, you know, talk of God in the movie, but just know that like, you know, that, that, everybody has like dark days and you know, just this, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I think everybody can relate to that. So. Well, Q's not on fire. My bad. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Your office chair just caught fire or something. <laughs> no, it was my battery backup for some reason. I decided to go off. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, really just to sum it up, like, you know, um, I think that there's just an amazing team behind this, this film, you know, the, the, the whole entire cast really, I think brought, you know, a performances, um, you know, from our cinematographer, Ryan, mm. um, all the way, all the way, all the way down. Um, just really the crew just really killed it on this one too. So like, and, and I think, you know, somebody can, you know, everybody can find something I think in this film to hold on to. Yeah. And I, to add to that, I will say, I mean, we did, we, you can look at this film in many different layers. You know, films, I tell people, and we all know, films are meant to move and or entertain and or inform. You know, they're meant to do a lot of things. And sometimes they do more of those things than others. Sometimes they do just one thing. You know, they some films are very one-dimensional and you want them to be that. And they are and they deliver. And, you know, that's maybe it's a big popcorn blockbuster. It's all action. Who cares about the what ifs or what about this? It was like, did you not see that? This is not a big action film. This is a thought provoking film and, a, and, a, and like sort of an emotional uh, poker. <laughs> uh, Cause I want, like you said, you know, you want somebody to, to connect, but we do, we deal with issues such as, you know, Ruth is dealing with her former abuser coming back into her life. This is somebody who has faced her demons, fought her demons, beat her demons, but guess what? life is not just, okay, you find your happy ending and it's happily ever after. You have to continue to sometimes fight them back as they creep back up on your doorstep. Paul dealing with PTSD. That is a very current, very now thing with war veterans who, you know, who, no matter your country, uh, but especially here in the U S you know, are, we're failing them. And there was a big nod to that and how he is treated as a whole. It's like, I want people to, to feel something from this. I don't want people to feel necessarily anger at any one thing. I want people to see Paul and feel Paul and understand that there's a, you know, a million more Pauls out there. And then Reggie with what he's dealing with, something that he had no, he was living just a 
happy-go-lucky life and something happens to him and we catch up with him after that has happened. I, I, you know, I like that these things have happened to these people when we fall in as a film. It's a, a slow mover, a slow burn at first, but it's because you're, you're just getting to know their everyday lives, dealing with these massive problems. And then, yeah, how do we bring it all together in the end? But ultimately, I feel like there's something there for everyone. And if not directly, indirectly, they know someone. And uh, I, that's where I want this film to connect is, is the, the, the just deep, deep humanity in it. And not just the, the surface level themes, but if you'll look even further, every A character, every character in the A plots, of which there are four that weave, all those A characters have B characters that are sort of their angels. And so there's a sub theme in this film that is, we're not doing it alone and it's not this like uh theme of like god's with you yes of course but people are with you too and there you know every a character has this b angel of sorts that's also there and so i feel like from beginning to end in this film and you watch it i want people to walk away with a sense of yes they can get through it and who can they lean on because it's we need it we need everyone we need people and I, I again, like you said, with what the crew did, everybody found something of themselves in the film and they just everybody from production assistant to wardrobe to makeup to Ryan Funk, our amazing cinematographer. Everybody saw how they could apply their filmmaking strengths and make this film as best they could. And I could not be prouder. Hmm. We live in a time of great emotional turmoil at the moment and this film mm. seems to be a uh, uh, maybe a beacon mm. in the darkness that sort of says that there is still hope no matter how really 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 bad things seem to be yeah I was just wondering what you both think in in this time where the cinema is starting to be called content. Mm. I didn't grow up in a world where cinema was called content. How do you feel that a film like this, which really, as you say, should appeal to a vast majority of people because if it's not them, it's someone they know. How do you both feel in this new era that has, uh, I think, irrevocably sort of just snuck up upon us and jumped over us, and now uh, physical media slowly disappears. Movies yeah. become content for a digital, you know, platform. Yeah. Uh, uh, how do you feel with deep, genuine, heartfelt, faith-provoking storytelling like this? Will will do you think do you think it can endure and flourish, or is there just too much noise at the moment? If I may, and I'll keep it brief, but I'm not afraid. Um, I'm I love film. It's what pulled me into this business. I spent a career as you know a TV host, kind of making content, making the fluff, dealing with the commercial aspect of it all, and I've always had a feeling that. 
there's room on the dance floor for everything and the content and fluff makers will continue to produce the the piffle uh that that exists to sell things because it that there's a there's room for that there's an economy for that but where i say film and good film will always have its place is not unlike you know what happened with the stage when talkies came around hmm. film did not kill broadway um but broadway found its corner you know neither i did, i don't neither did television hey right exactly exactly it everybody it found its place there will be room for content but that where films like ours come along and things with great substance um you know as long as they understand that that's not just content i think there's always going to be room for it and i think the more thought and heart we put into this art this art form of film the more heart and thought that you put into it the more it'll stand out yes heart in art that that's um as i was mm. talking with a, i did, did an episode the other day with a friend who he was very very concerned i could see on his face he was very concerned about ai mm. and i said well let's get off ai and talk about another uh, another uh, you know AI type thing that I like to call HI, which is human ingenuity. And um, this this film, and certainly your collaboration in reading some of the backstory and the materials, sounds like it's it's come it, it's come a long way. You certainly speak in uh, in your quotes there very um, admirably about about each other and how you've grown together in this not just this collaboration but in your careers. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be where I am without Q. Honestly, I mean, I you know I was chasing something. I thought I wanted to be an actor for the longest time. That's like a lot of directors, but I just I just love film, and we kept talking, we kept working together on other things, and he would see what I was doing in classes, teaching actors. It was just a thing. I just love actors so much, and love what they can bring, and what we can, how we can uh, make hum make art out of humanity. And Q the whole time was just I didn't realize what just watching me. And he encouraged me and said, you've got this, man. Because I never would have sought something like this out. And I leaned on him. And when we had, he introduced me to Ryan Funk, who's an amazing cinematographer. He's a professor of the stuff. So I'm intimidated. And uh, Ryan and the rest of the crew, we all just clicked instantly and respected each other immensely. And then I realized like, oh, this is just about, pulling together the best people and encouraging them. And Ryan just, it was, I had a front row seat to watch filmmakers make film and it was hmm. amazing. And I owe my entire career here forward to Q. <laughs> wow. That's, that's high. That's why he's got broad shoulders. Cause he's got legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, thank you, Lance. I mean, I, you know, I owe a lot to you as well. I mean, I think, I think from the very beginning, you know, when we worked together, when I literally was your camera guy on live TV for like a year and a half and going out on the field and being your <laughs> camera and, you know, and then, and then later just talking about, you know, the pilot that you and Chuck were doing um, and like trying to talk my way into letting you, letting me edit your, you know, your, your first pilot, you know, and I think, I think the feelings are definitely very mutual. Yeah, man. Um, you know, and then and then from, you know, working with Nat, who's who's a horror film writer. And when I sent the short, he wrote me back and was like, are you sure you want me to do this? I'm not a Christian. And I said, you're perfect. 
And then when I approached Lance and I said, hey, you want to direct? And he said, I'm agnostic. And I said, perfect. <laughs> and and it just, it just kind of came from there. You know, you, you mentioned 12 Angry Men, and that's literally the film that I based the center story around. Oh, okay. Like literally, yeah. As the film climaxes, I just put that, that vibe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because the uh, yeah, as, as everyone knows, it, whichever version of it you see, it's it's a truly incredible uh, feat to to take twelve characters in a room and have it be interesting. Just twelve yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as mm-hmm. as I've said more than once on this program uh, this year, as Christopher Nolan made uh, people talking for three and a half hours, uh, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Never underestimate the power of people sitting and talking. There's a lot of these people that make quite a lot of money off it. But um, <laughs> yes, movie podcasts, and here's another one. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, really, I, I have to, I have to say, and I don't want to give too much of the film away, but um, a, a scene that really meant a lot to me, and I want to talk a little bit about. I'll talk about it out of context because I don't really want to spoil anything because I want people to see it. Uh, was the scene where uh, a certain character meets um, another character out in the uh, the wilds, as it were, not to put uh-huh. a point on it. And uh, this character is is afflicted; he uh, has trouble communicating. And that uh, that entire sequence, as those two characters uh, move together, and it ends very tragically, um, was probably one of the one one of I, I thought one of the most powerful sequences in the film where one character um, can't communicate as easily uh, with the other yet they they communicate just fine yeah yeah it's a, that that thank you for noticing that and like that's it's so funny because that's one setup that Nat brought in Nat Brimmer the original writer of the first draft and it was like that was instantly like oh there's this this relationship this relationship right here it's like it's potentially his future it's he's looking into his future you know he's got to work through this and they have to uh they have to connect and these these characters have connected at the bottom mm-hmm. they're both at the bottom and one's been there longer um but even down there they find you know sort of peace in each other's presence um and I, it's i don't know it's just, it it was a very delicate uh and difficult thing to write and shoot because you talk about his inability to communicate like basically as filmmakers i was just worried it was going to come across silly mm. i was worried it wouldn't have the heart because you would be stuck on perhaps i don't want to say the gimmick of it but it's different it's not something you've seen in other movies not like not like they did it not like these characters came together and i'm so proud so so proud of our actors uh but especially of the one you're speaking of who has who has difficulty communicating Mm. he he um joseph o'connor uh he, he brought such artistry and heart to that character and such honesty mm. um, that even on set, it was like, Oh yeah, you're, you're him, your guy, you're that guy. And of course this is your situation and all of this makes sense. Mm. And I was so proud of the edit babe with Q 
because that's where Q and I really shine as team, as partners, is side by side in the edit bay, and uh, really pulling out the story, you know, and um, and we were just watching his work, watching these scenes together that you're talking about, and I just, I'm so thankful and grateful for um, his commitment because it like you 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 said it you saw it it um it's evident it's there so thank you for saying that yeah no it was and i just just yeah. i just wanted to let you know he uh he didn't talk for about 21 days nice. he stayed in character for for 21 days straight and then and then right afterwards broke the entire crew out in laughter <laughs> after his final take so yeah he he held character for 21 days that's yeah. That's that's beyond commitment. That's um, yeah. I've he I've had well, not, only, not, not only that. So we're not we're not giving anything away. But he's you know he's a homeless character. This actor so committed to his craft, and you know people make fun of. I, I even as an actor myself, an acting coach, I'm not one for um, uh, you um, I don't know uh, what am I trying to say. I'm not one for um method acting i really kind of loathe the method of the full-on i'm living it it's like you got to play a heroin addict don't go take heroin don't shoot heroin it's like let's dial it back a little bit remember we're actors um but he did spend a few nights sleeping outside in his i mean near his home he didn't go no but he just he needed to feel the earth and he needed to feel tired in the morning and that's what he wanted he didn't tell me this until afterwards right um but I, he was so committed to that part. It it really it really shows his his commitment is uh, is is all there on the screen for people to enjoy, and they really will enjoy this movie. A time for every purpose. It's www.atimeforeverypurposefilm.com. Boys, you've really hit one out of the park. What is um, as this is released, what uh, what's in the pipeline? What I'm very excited to to learn what what's coming next. What have you got? <laughs> so yeah, so we're actually in pre production uh, for another feature film. Uh, we're looking to shoot um, within the next month or so. Um, you know, pending you know pending the SAG strike. You know, we're going to apply for a waiver, and if approved, we'll shoot. Um, and if not, we'll wait until it's over. But um, this this one is uh, going to be completely different. It's going to be a horror film, um, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap our team around that and uh, you know do something I think unique within the horror industry. Okay, it certainly will, and it'll be uh, either way impactful um, because you've uh, you've done it already. I've got no doubt that you'll do it again. It has been an absolute pleasure. That's a time for every purpose. It's www.atimeforeverypurposefilm.com. We will uh, throw the trailer for the movie in um, in the little box under the episode. My guests have been Land Smith and Quentin Macari. Boys, you've uh, really impressed me. This is a really wonderful film. I wish you all the best. I can't wait for uh, it to get out there. Its release is pending October 17th, 2023, VOD platforms and DVD. This October 17th, 2023, that's www.atimeforeverypurposefilm.com. And uh, thank the boys. Give them a big hand, Lance and Quinton. I can't wait. They've knocked it out of the park with this one, a horror movie on the way, boys. (laughs) Thank you.
Thank you very much for having us. Ken, I really appreciate it, man. I'm really glad you got it. It means a lot, man. It was really, really. Yeah, thank you. I I could talk, look, honestly, I could talk about a whole bunch of different moments, but this is the kind of film that I really, really want people to see, so I really, really don't want to spoil it, so I'm really, really not going (laughs) to. So thank you, gentlemen, once more. A Time for Every Purpose, www.atimeforeverypurposefilm.com. It's coming out in the States October 17th. That's, uh, that's really soon. Lance and Quentin, I can't wait to see what you have next. And when you do have something to show us again, we hope you'll come back to Absolutely. the podcast, Beyond the Black Stump, out in the wilds of the outback here. Thank you, gentlemen, for being on Cinema. You get it.